toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love be the hope you are listening to be the love transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present in this now moment. Take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release. Take one more breath in through your nose, Breathing in light and love for yourself, breathing it into all of your organs and cells. And breathe out the light and love and send it to all of humanity, remembering that you always have your breath to come back to. Today, we are excited to have Steve Nobel with us. Steve is the author of five nonfiction books. The most recent is an ebook titled Star Seeds. He was the director of a nonprofit spiritual organization called Alternatives, based in St. James Church in Piccadilly, London, for 13 years. Subsequently, he began his own healing and awakening, awakening work. Steve has created a healing system called Soul Matrix, healing for starseeds, and offers a library of free resources, including meditations and transmissions, which are available on his website and YouTube channel. These meditations and transmissions are played all over the world, and so far, the platform has over 119,000 subscribers. Steve regularly runs events in the UK, Europe, and the US. His resources and offerings are here to help starseeds awaken and get on track with their mission here on Earth. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Steve. Pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just start out a little bit and and with just telling us a little bit about your journey and what has brought you to this point. So I was born in London in the late 50s, uh, 1957. Um, My family were working class. Still, there was remnants of uh, the kind of rationing of the war with them. My mother still had that rationing mentality going on. And um, I think when I was born... Britain was still in kind of reconstruction after, you know, after the war and my parents were 
um, evacuated because of the Blitz in, in London and all of that, you know, all of this war. And so I came into this family and um, I was kind of really interested in magical stuff uh, from a young child or anything magical, mystical, futuristic, alternative. I was really into it. Mm. And um, my family were not, they tolerated it as a child, I think, because, uh, well, children have an imagination, that's fine. Mm. I had all these superhero comics as I was growing up. Spider-Man was one of my favorites. I love Spider-Man because he had these mm. kind of kooky, you know, nerdy and he was, <laughs> and relationship trouble and all that kind of thing. So I thought it was very real. And I love Doctor Who. Um, I remember the very first episode, 1963, I was about five. Um, I then loved Star Trek. Star Trek was just, uh, the first series was you know, mm. amazing. And, I, mm -hmm. I, and then I remember seeing it in color for the first time, the color TV, it's like those little phaser guns with ruby red light coming out. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and then as a teenager, I got the real strong impression that I had to stop all it. Get real was the message. You know? Come on, get mm -hmm. real. You know, no, they didn't say it. Well, they said it directly, and they gave it a lot indirectly. And I got the feeling like I should be normal, and um, you know what I was into was perhaps not normal. As a teenager, I started getting into yoga, macrobiotics, martial arts, all the weird stuff that my my parents were like, you know, oh mm -hmm. my god. <laughs> and so they struggled with me. My brothers are really pretty conventional. Although one brother is a medium. He goes on, he does all the seeing spirits and everything, but even I'm too far, I'm too far up for him. I think. <laughs> um, so I thought, I remember at a certain point, I felt I had a choice to make, which was, do I become normal? And hmm. how do I do that? And so normal may get a normal job, get married. And so I did that. I got a normal job in the, well, I got a proper job. My father hmm. was saying, get a proper job. My grandmother said, get a secure job. So I followed their advice, very bad advice, actually. Very well-meaning, but bad advice. I went into the city of London in finance. Dreadful. I was a, a very, very round peg in a very, very square hole. And I could not hammer myself into that hole, really. After 10 years, I left. I found another profession in local government, more people-orientated. And in 1991, my father died and the spell broke. And, I, and that led to an awakening. I didn't really have the words for awakening. I started finding spiritual teachers and... And I, one thing led to another, led to another. Synchronicity, that was my, this mm -hmm. was, I didn't know the word synchronicity. Mm -hmm. I started finding flow. I didn't know the word flow. Um, I started, I met a teacher, healer, who said, we create our own reality. All these channels were talking about this. And I was like, what? We it would just script my imagination. We create a reality. How do we create it? And I started experimenting, playing, doing all kinds of weird experiments in my reality. Does it work? And I found it works. You know, I did some very weird stuff that I wouldn't recommend people to do. <laughs> Testing the universe. If this is real, this is going to work. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing I ever did was um, <clears throat> this was a few years into it. I, I was into parking angels and everything, you know, I was, and that was great. All parking and everything was wonderful. Mm. So I thought, well, if I drive my car down the West End of London, which is the most parking restricted, double yellow lines, you know, towing away zone. And if I park it there and I surround it in light and go and see a film, it should be okay. You know, this is my, you know, let's just, just crazily do this stuff. You know? So I went and saw the film, came out, and there was the car, completely fine. And but after a while, I got the message, don't push the boat. You know, don't keep pushing the boat. You know, and I was like, all right, I won't keep pushing the boat. I kind of proved a number of things to myself. Okay, it does work. 
And then my, my own life became a laboratory. I started exploring about how to improve relationships using this, these principles. How do I improve work and money and all these things? And um, bit by bit, things changed. Um, my ex-wife was not very happy. Now at ex-wife is not very happy with my spiritual journey. So we divorced, which was a very big uh, challenge really because I had two young children. It was not easy. Um, and then I was working in this environment. So I'd been 20 years working a normal life. And then I got, I asked spirit, I was getting this feeling I shouldn't be, I should do something more meaningful with my life, uh, something more spiritual, but what? I asked spirit, should I resign? I got the message, do it. Mm -hmm. Nike t-shirt, you know, I saw it. I was like, that's the answer, I resigned. And uh, then that put me on my path. I became a, eventually, after a few years, a director of this spiritual organization. I mean, all of these things clicked into place. And I, mm. I had this amazing training in, in alternatives, um, putting on events with people like Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, Byron Katie, all these big names, you know, the mm. Marianne Williamson, um, having tea with them, Julia Cameron. This is why I wanted to hang out with them and see what, they, what these people really like. And um, I did that. I was doing lots and lots of training in Wicca, shamanism, and light body and metaphysics. And um, then in 2010, I had another awakening, but this was a difficult one. This was not the light, magical, lovely synchronicity. This was dark night of the soul. It was intense and difficult. I spent six years in this dark night until I started coming out. And that was really a dark arts training because I didn't really believe in the dark. You know, I, I, I thought, you know, there's light and dark, but there aren't really any demonic or nasty energies around really, you know. But then in that six years, I was like, okay, there is. Mm. So that was my uh, preparation for the work I'm doing now, which is really a lot of clearing, the lower energies, darker energies, uh, opening the way for star seeds. And um, yeah, so that was a brilliant training. That, I, that ended in 2016 and I started coming back. So this has been going for what four or five years now, five mm. years, Soul Matrix. And uh, yeah. At the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm, I'm being guided. They're telling me, you know, um, teach Ascension Starseeds. I was like, that was not what I wanted to hear. I was trying to, I was already very weird. My children thought I was already weird. This was going to be make, make me more weirder. <laughs> um, I thought, well, all right, I can't resist it. I, I think resistance <laughs> is futile. Let's do it. So now I'm really in the flow of it. I, I can see now uh, how a lot of my training and all the dots, how they all connect in my life to mm. get me here. And this and because the world's in its current state with um, we're in the kind of post 9-11 COVID cri crisis, mm. which all of it is part of the ascension process as far mm. as I'm concerned. So I've done the training and now the workshop's over and now it's like, get out there, do what you need to do. So, mm. so you know, I'm grateful I had a long training, 25 years training to prepare mm. me for this. And now yeah. training's over, I'm doing it, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, thank you so much for sharing about your journey. It just sounds like you were kind of, you know, went from needing to, you know, you had these interests as a child, but then you were told to be normal, right? And I think a lot of us get those messages of like how we're supposed to fit into society. And, you know, and then when we come, come into our true calling, it, you know, it, something opens up and you, you do get into that flow. And I'm wondering, you know, I think this is a common thing for a lot of people and, you know, there's, um, and I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned it and you wrote the book about it, Star Seeds, you know, and, and how this is, um, I think, something that might be common for, you know, a star seed. Can you talk a little bit about 
what a star seed is and how to recognize that within yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose most star seeds are born into what well, I'd say non star seed families, most, not all. I mean, it's a great blessing to have a mother who's a light worker or a star seed, you know. Mm -hmm. But most of us come into families where we might be considered, um, you know, a bit different. Um, we may get the feeling or we may get the impression or the direct message to be normal. You know, especially if we've got these wild interests like me, you know, magical, mystical, and a lot of starseeds have this. And if the parents are going to be normal, that means shut down on what you, mm. what you are, um, what you value, what's important to you. Um, my advice for all starseeds is to be weird. Mm. Normal is so much the wrong advice for a starseed. You know, mm -hmm. if any young starseeds listen to this and they think they're weird, then great, you're on the right track. You know, weird is good. Mm -hmm. So I've got four grandchildren and um, um, one of them's now got into an all black stage. She's wearing all black. And my daughter uh, is very conventional. My daughter is wearing, like, she's, I'm worried about my daughter. She's wearing all black. She's gonna be a little goth. And I say, look, I'm much weirder than her. Leave her alone, <laughs> let her be weird. You know, I think black's cool. I don't, why, not, why not wear black? You know, if she wants to dye her hair and have a beak and I don't mind. Um, so star seeds are, are, are um, not native to this world. And what that means is that um, most people here have had a very, very long reincarnational history with the earth. Mm -hmm. So they've been through the, you know, the wars, the empire building, the stuff of all of it, the slavery, the conquests. And if you read the history books over the last 2000 years, you go, well, that's not light. It's mostly different. There have been areas of enlightenment, of course, that shift around, you know, um, the Renaissance for a while and Arabic countries for a while, you know, were very tolerant. And uh, um, yeah, so where was I? Um, I just, uh, let me see, <laughs> I get so excited. Um, so starseeds are not native to this planet, meaning that they've had um, other dimensional experiences. They have other star race experiences, you know, there are many star races out there that are interested in the Earth's ascension now, the Pleiadians, the Syrians, the Andromedans, the Arcturians. These are the main bunches. There are others, many, many others, of course. And starseeds come here with an understanding or a deep, a deep kind of uh, remembrance somewhere. They don't always remember it for, for immediately. A remembrance of somewhere that this world is not how it should be. Mm -hmm. That there's a different way possible. And if you used to say to a star, say, well, tell us how, what kind of world? They'll go, well, I don't know, because they don't know the detail not necessarily. Mm -hmm. But I remember John Lennon, uh, who's an awakened starseed, I thought, uh, saying in an interview on British TV, this world is run by insane people for insane purposes. And I remember listening to that thinking, what is he talking about? You know, I had no idea what he was talking about. It seemed really out there, but now, I totally get, and I think a lot of people totally get this world, the way it's being run, is run by insane people for insane purposes, even though the media present it as, you know, very logical and reasonable. But actually, a lot of the things that the world's doing is crazy. Mm. You know, nuclear arms would be just one example. Pollution. I mean, such, such short-sightedness to pollute the planet with plastics and the oceans. Did nobody think, where's all this going to go? You know, all these kind of very short-sighted things. Starseeds have a different idea. They, they've also come in as a solution to the, the problem on the planet. The problem on the planet is one of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And the consciousness on the planet has been very low for a long time. Mm 
it's been very adolescent for a long time. You know, the leadership you've had in America for a long time has been adolescent. You know, um, Bush and, um, you know, um, I would say even, I might offend somebody, but I would say even Obama, even though Obama was loved by a lot of people yeah. for his liberalness and people, of course, and loved his very articulate, some of the things he did was just not great, you know, but we won't go into that. That's a whole different story, you know. Uh, around the military, around drones, around all kinds of things going on then. Uh, Trump, you know, people have got their own opinions about him, of course. Um, uh, he is also kind of an adolescent leader in a way. You know, he's not, you, you just got to read him on Twitter. He comes out the most craziest things sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think he was someone that was not part of the dark. And we we'll talk about the dark probably later. Uh, he was someone who's coming in with a different agenda, but was up against a lot of difficult forces as well, but was also not very not very, um, whether he's not supported or had the wrong people around him or what, he just didn't come across very well in a lot of instances. Um, but I think in some things I did agree with him and some things I really didn't agree with him. Some, some light workers think of him as a kind of uh, next avatar Christ. I don't think of him that way, but I do think he was kind of breaking up a lot of what the dark were up to actually. Um, but there we are. That, I don't want to get too much into the politics because um, the media is very, very highly controlled. And of course, the media pushes an agenda out, lots of agendas out. And we have to be very mindful of um, the media is not neutral. It's, it's highly controlled. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Operation Mockingbird, if you know all about that in the CIA, it's highly controlled. In England and America, it's all, it looks like democracy, but it's highly influenced. Mm -hmm. So Starseeds come here to change all of that. Um, they um, come in a number of groups, I think. Uh, a number of them are light workers, DNA activators, healers, you know, I'm one of those, you know, just let's, let's, um, um, those people are drawn to, to all the kind of out there ascension, um, you know, that you could find them around spiritual centers, they want to absorb the wisdom, they want to know what's going on. So I joined Alternatives, was a director, I, I absorbed, you know, almost 20 years of different teachers, it was amazing, really. Um, another lot are concerned with the earth. They're earth healers. They're into community, ley lines. They're healing that. Now, um, I love the earth. I love going to sacred sites, but it's not my primary. But I've got friends who, you know, if they're getting off the grid, it's about healing the ley lines. It's about hugging trees, saving the forest. It's, that's, their, that's their primary. Um, the other one would be the artists and creatives. Now, a lot of starseeds went into that because it was one of those in the early days, in the 60s, which was allowed. David Bowie could be allowed to wear a dress and dye his hair that way and whatever as a singer artist. If he was doing it, if he was in the science area, he probably would not be allowed. But, you know, that area allowed a lot more leeway. So John Lennon, Hendrix, all these kind of people went in and they had some very out there messages, you know, like, imagine there's no heaven i wonder if you mm. can you know all this and mm. there's a star man waiting in the sky they had very out there lyrics um and um so they had a lot more leeway there are there are also some star seeds that did go into the scientific world tesla for sure mm. you know just he he didn't even do it he was considered non-scientific by people like um the other guy who did the light bulb what's his name you know um it's been Edison. Edison, yeah. Edison, yeah. yeah. So he was considered non-scientific because he just used to dream up the experiments in his mind, run it through and go, it's going to work. And off he goes, you know. 
uh, Tesla, um, Einstein, there are a lot of other inventors. If you read about invent uh, scientists, a lot of them just dreamed the invention. Mm -hmm. They were struggling with something. They had an invent. They had a dream, and the, the invention was there. You know, mm -hmm. boom. Um, some people are here as awakener teachers. Some people are here to neutral. They're alchemists. They're neutralizing the dark. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm, we, we may talk about the, the dark side later. And um, some are whistleblowers, which are here to disrupt old systems. So after 12, uh, 2012 trigger point, you've got a, a great explosion of whistleblowers. You know, the um, Edward Snowdens, the Julian Assange's, um, all these people came out because their mission is to disrupt those old systems. Now, of course, the dark side of the running show do not like whistleblowers. They really do not like them, which is why Assange and uh, Snowden have been hounded. And the other guy, Chelsea Manning, they are hounded because they're directly saying, this is what the dark are up to. Guys, do you know? And I think the, the, the global non-starseed population will not wake up through spiritual practice. They'll wake up through revelation, through whistleblowers. They'll look at it and go, what? Is that really what's going on? And that's not what the dark want. That is what the dark is really opposed to happening. happening. So uh, that's why whistleblowers are not being pardoned very much. They're being hounded. Um, so starseeds are coming in all these groups to unlock and they're unlocking um, a new possibility for the world. The old timeline of this world was one of either destruction or a dystopian, dark, tyrannical future. Mm. One or the two, I, I, I could see. A lot of the, the prophecies, Nostradamus and all this was, you know, revelations was talking about great difficulty, great struggle, light and dark struggling. But at the end of it, some kind of new age coming. Mm -hmm. But the new timeline is one where there is this struggle going on. We're in the struggle now. Revelations is happening now around us. You know, this is the, you know, um, COVID is one of the horsemen coming out, riding around the planet. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think deliberately released, actually, my personal mm -hmm. opinion is. I don't believe it's a bad bat suit that somebody ha ha had. I believe it was uh, leaked from a lab, mm -hmm. um, actually. Anyway, so we're in the midst of this change now. And a great chaos always precedes great transformation so personally in our lives as when we wake up we go through chaos we go through a certain amount of angst and challenge and difficulty the planet i mean actually it's brilliant at one level what's going through because the planet's going through planetary angst it's a sign that the planet is ready to transform at some level at some we have to see how it how it actually pans out but we are going through global transformation right now even though it looks pretty dark but then again um, yeah, I think if we had access to the real facts about this pandemic, we wouldn't be so worried about it. I'm not worried at all about it, personally. Mm. I'm supposedly in the age bracket where I should be worried getting a vaccine. Personally, there ain't none of that happening for me. Mm. I've got no worries about it. But then I go out in the world and go, oh, yeah, the world's in a lockdown. Of course. I don't. I, it's almost like they're in a different world to me. Mm. I'm, I'm, I've got no worries about it whatsoever. I don't listen to the news and all its nonsense and all its fear mm -hmm. pandering. You know, I don't know what you guys think about it. And I'm sorry if I don't hope I'm not upsetting any feelings you have about it, but. Um, no, not uh, at all. Not. And uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> there's actually a lot there to, to, to kind of branch out with um, a lot of fascinating things. One thing that I, that really resonated with me that you were talking about, Steve, is the different, um, uh, like niches that uh, us starseeds could go into, you know, because um, 
for me and i you know i don't i don't know a whole lot about about star seeds but you know i do believe that i am one but i've been so connected with the earth you know and and the way i understood until of course you just explained it was um you know star seeds they they are more you know interested or nurturing or whatever of the universe and the planets and you know everything out there not so much what's happening here right but when you were talking about the the earth star seeds i mean that really you know that kind of rang a bell for me um and i think it's really really for our listeners i think it'll really really benefit a lot of them because um you know that that you don't necessarily have to go into a specific healing arts like if, if you believe you're a star seed and reiki doesn't resonate with you or you know light work doesn't resonate with you or something like that that doesn't mean that you're not a star seed that just means that you just need to go into a different avenue with it like maybe being a scientist you know or or uh you know being a, a public servant you know or maybe even in, into politics in the right way you know so i i found that really uh fascinating and refreshing that you said that um and also too that you were talking about you know our transformation and the earth's transformation you know because uh one thing that me and stacy have have talked about quite a bit is how we're not the only ones that are ascending into uh, into 5d the earth is also ascending into 5d you know and um and yeah i just i i think that's pretty incredible and i also think it's really incredible too that and this is just my personal opinion but um that you know one ascension does not beget the other ascension you know if 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 we and please correct me if if you think i'm i'm incorrect on this but um if you know we start to ascend and then we hit a snag or something that doesn't mean the earth stops the earth keeps going you know it, it, it's it's all energy but it's separate entities is that does that make sense can you talk a, a little bit about that too or am i just kind of off the reservation here <laughs> yeah well um the earth is ascending you know the, the is it the human resonance is always shifting all the time and um, so the earth is changing the earth has been changing really dramatically over the last, I don't know, a few decades, uh, earth changes, storms, you know, uh, earth warming. And, you know, in America, you've been having the hurricanes and mm. flooding and fires and all of this and chunks are being, you know, broken off of the, you know, Arctic and you know, floating in the oceans and worrying about will the um, Arctic conveyor, what the, what's it, the Atlantic conveyor belt, will that switch off? And there's all these worries and signs that it's kind of decreasing, getting weaker and, so the earth is changing. The important thing, and one of the reasons Starseeds is here, is that the human communities will not change without some kind of catalyst. And uh, Starseeds come into human, into human communities with different energy fields, and they start opening up when they start awakening to different energies, like the energy of the grid of the earth, which is a, there's a, there's a huge field of light coming through the earth, and uh, ascension grids coming through um, from the great central sun the way I see it, coming down through the great central sun, through the stargate of our sun. And so star seeds are the ones bringing it into their fields, shifting their fields. And almost, I think, star seeds are like a light virus in the dark. Mm -hmm. They become the virus that changes everything, you know. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the world will go on doing its crazy stuff. But as more and more star seeds are being birthed here, and I, from what I understand is that the, the percentage of star seeds back in 
the 70s or 80s would be less than 1% of the planet. Mm. And back then, they started coming in, in big waves after World War II. And then you had um, the 60s, flower power. That, that was the mm. first wave. It didn't really do anything. It kind of broke against, you know, the, the dark forces broke it up. You know, the Vietnam War happened and, and everything was distracted. But it kind of splintered into lots of little, little um, you know, lots of spiritual teachers and communities and everything. So... Um, uh, now we have this ascension process where a lot of people are waking up. Starseeds are coming in increasing numbers. Mm -hmm. So from 2012, I understood that starseeds would be born at the rate of one in three on the planet. Mm -hmm. So that means very soon you'll have one third of the population of the world starseeds. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And then from 2050 something, the rate would go up to maybe around two in three. And then around 2070-ish, the rate will go up to around, to everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think something around that point, I'm not exactly sure, we can't be exactly sure, but around that point, only star seeds would be here. Can you imagine the, the consciousness of a planet where only mm. star seeds was on here? Mm -hmm. So that's the real revolution, because in every aspect of life, from science to technology, to healing, to medicine, to everything, it'll be, everything will be changed. People will start questioning, why are we doing it this way? How about doing something else, you know? Uh, these old systems like medicine, you know, are very uh, traditional and conservative, or um, things like big pharma. Mm -hmm. You know, I, yeah. I think star seeds would revolutionise that because big pharma is very up for change because, you know, especially with this pandemic and how they're operating, pushing out highly experimental stuff on onto the planet and and reaping billions. I mean, at some point after it all passes, people will be asking some questions about that. I think mm -hmm. so. I see that every dimension of life is going to change, even though at the moment we're in the midst of the global change, at the moment we're in the midst of transformation of chaos or volatility. It's volatile at the moment. So we look out in the world and go, is the world okay? Is it world going to blow up? Is the world? And it is. It's just very, very volatile. Where you get two streams of energies meeting, a new light stream, like a river, meeting an old stream, it creates a lot of, if you've ever seen two rivers meet, it creates this mm -hmm. kind of turbulence. Mm -hmm. So we're in this turbulent energy now. And I remember one thing that kind of struck me years ago was when I was a teenager and I was into Christianity and trying to make sense of it. I remember reading Jesus the Christ saying, I do not come to bring peace. I come to bring a sword. And I used to think, why would he say that? Mm -hmm. But now I understand it, that his light would bring a great volatility on the planet. He didn't create peace. Actually, from his birth, we had more violence because of religion than ever before. I think his birth really promoted a lot of violence. Not that he was the cause of it, but it was just the volatility on the planet, light and dark meeting. But um, so I, I don't know if that answers you, but um, so there's great hope for the planet. Uh, star seeds are not all sitting meditating on their navel on some mountaintop. They're doing lots of practical work. You know, like technology, for example, is one area where um, Steve Jobs, to me, a classic star seed, he just dreamed a whole new technology into being. So the, communication of the planet is revolutionized people can talk to each other in a completely different way when i was growing up if i wanted to phone someone in, in america british telecoms would charge me about 20 quid an hour or maybe mm. 30 quid for a call it was huge you know now it's all changed we can communicate we're in a global uh, age of communication and information everything's changed no longer the industrial age we've all shifted but of course it comes with problems you know, technology yeah. is bright, brilliant, but it has its problems as well, mm -hmm. which we have to address, really, I suppose. Yeah. Does that answer that one? I, I could be uh, honest, but... 
I know. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that definitely answers it. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I, uh, agree with, um, you know, like you were talking about the, the two rivers meeting, um, you know, and that was, that's really interesting. The, the, you know, quote by Jesus, it just has me thinking a little bit that, you know, uh, for, for, for me, and I think for a lot of people that are listening, and especially you, as you were talking about, you know, there was, when we were growing up, there was, it was, uh, there was a black and white, you know, and, uh, and we, we tried to, to, to kind of, um, conform ourselves to that black and white, you know, and, uh, and you were talking about like dark energies and demons and stuff and, and, you know, those being actual entities and that I agree with, I've, I've, I've witnessed that myself too. Um, however, you know, I, I also am a firm believer that without, uh, darkness, there can't be any light, you know, there has to be that yin and yang. There has to be, you know, that, that turbulence, right. In order for any type of real change to happen. So, you know, people, um, you know, talking about the pandemic and, uh, you know, how it's such a negative thing, um, even though I think it was brought out in a negative way. However, the results, it seems to me anyway, are, are becoming more positive because there are more star seeds and more, you know, highly sensitive people, more, you know, spiritual warriors that are coming out to the forefront now. And it seems like that, you know, now we kind of got, you know, the, the message, you know, the, uh, the horn of Gabriel, so to speak, that it's, it's, it's our time to move forward. You know, we're not in the shadows anymore. You know, we're not back here, you know, wondering if is my practice, whatever I do, is that just going to freak people out this day and age? It's more like of, and if it freaks people out, then fine. But I have a better good. You know, I have, I, my, my, my purpose is greater than my fear. Um, and that's just kind of when you were talking about that, that's, that's just, you know, kind of the, the message that I got, I got from that. Yeah. Well, the game is changing. You know, I think that the game on this planet for a long time has been, um, certainly for quite a few thousand years, has been we grow through opposition to the light. So the light comes here and it's opposed and suppressed and bumped off and blocked and ridiculed. That's been the game. So you get a, you get a, a master like Jesus Christ comes, his message is given, he's maybe killed maybe not we don't who knows for sure there's all kinds of theories about that but his message was kind of hijacked and grabbed and twisted so you know a message of love becomes almost like the cross leading the army into battle so many battles fought with a message of love how is that possible you know but anyway that's the nature of the game so in this game which is changing now because the game is changing from being predominantly ruled by darkness which means um, if you're a light being shining your light, the dark will come and probably tread on you and kick you and, you know, witch burnings and inquisitions and all that. That wasn't love and light. That's a hard game to play, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but now the game's changing. The rules of the game is changing. The rules of karma is changing. Uh, the, rule, the rules of reality creation are changing. Everything is changing. But there's a whole group of people on the planet who are controlling the planet that say, we don't want this game to change. We're not allowing it. Even though they can't stop it, ultimately, they don't want to allow it. And they're doing everything possible to stop the game being changed. Yeah. And because it, it is a game at one level, it is illusionary, but at another level, it's also real. It's a paradox of 
it's illusionary, but it's very real. You know, like 9-11 did happen and 9-11 kicked off a massive war for America for 20 odd years, you know, and the Middle East and a lot of people suffered. It's illusionary. And yes, we, we do survive the body and we do come back again. And we could say, well, it's okay, I'll come back. But another level, we don't want to lose, lose the body. We don't want to be in some war. We don't want to go in, into that kind of thing. So the game is changing, but the dark are doing everything to keep the planet in low vibrations. So the new game is a higher vibration. And the dark are saying, no, we're not allowing that. We're going to keep you in low vibration. And um, so that's the thing is that the star seeds, they have to play by a different set of rules in a way. Um, it's a, this is a bit of a tricky one because if anybody with a low conscience hearing that will go, what, are you trying to break the law or something? But I, I do think that there are higher law, there are higher laws that transcend even the laws of this planet. Because a lot of laws have been made, which actually, you know, it was, it was for example, um, quite legal to persecute Jews in Germany, you know, in, in Nazi Germany. There's all kinds of rules which you say, well, they're the laws, but are they, are they, um, are they, of the light, are they of a high vibration? Do they serve everyone or do they serve a small group of people? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that small group of people, um, which some people call the Illuminati, the Cabal or the 1% or whatever, they have tremendous resources. They have tremendous influence. They have tremendous organizations. Star seeds are not basically organized. Mm -hmm. we're, we're kind of, a, it's a bit like the 60s flower power. We're here, we're doing love life, doing our work, but we're not really organized. The dark are organized. They know the planet. They've got all these organizations. They've got threads in governments, corporate worlds, military. They're highly organized. Mm -hmm. But even so, the game is changing and they can't stop it because um, um, everyone comes here for growth. And we can grow through this, even this period of game change as the light and dark are shifting quite strongly. We can grow quite incredibly quite fast, you know. Mm -hmm. um, star seeds are here for service growth and service so we can grow a lot we can serve a lot here that's what we're here for and so it's a great opportunity in this game of light and dark and the game shifting it's also um you know um it helps us to make choices it helps us to align with our authentic self more strongly because the, the choice is who are you going to choose which 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 timeline you're going to choose which direction you're going to choose mm -hmm. you know are you going to choose the fear and all of that, or are you going to choose something else? I mean, we're being presented with quite, quite clear choices, you know, I think. And so, um, but we have to know the game is changing. We are playing a different game. We're creating reality at a different level. And 90 or percent of the planet, if you say to them, you create your reality, they'll say, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. no, no, my boss creates my reality. My wife creates my reality. My mother-in-law creates my reality. The financial system creates my reality. It's a shift. Mm -hmm. that star seeds are playing uh, to to go beyond those rules you know i you know the, the film the matrix was in a way a kind of documentary i do believe it was a documentary and when morpheus says to neo some rules in the matrix can be bent and some broken he was absolutely right that some rules can be bent and some can be broken they need to be bent and broken and actually the old anglo-saxon word for magic wicker means to bend the word mm -hmm. wicker you know which is connected to witchcraft the, the basic word means to bend reality. And that's what star seeds are learning to do. They can bend this reality. So whether it's health, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, all of it can be bent for their, you know, to serve themselves as well, of course, but to serve the greater good as well, you know. Um, 
I'm I, my life is reasonably good. You know, I'm, abundance is flowing in. Uh, things are pretty good. I'm also on a path of service, reaching a lot of people. So you know, my life's okay, and I can reach my my service is doing pretty well. I can reach out to. I'd like to reach out more if I could, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know? Yeah. I'd like to get to half a million star seats on my YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll be totally swamped with emails. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, we definitely, um, I know your your channel is definitely reaching a lot of people and, and you know, I can see as more and more people wake up, they will be more attracted to that. And I, um, I'm just, you know, when you were talking about the river and you mentioned timelines and everything, and I know, you know, from, from what I understand, you know, and I've you know, as far as like timelines that we have shifted over to this new timeline. So there are two timelines currently in um, parallel. There's the the dark side and then the light side and, and who's ascending and we can have, we have choice in creating our reality and who, you know, jumping into the light and continuing the ascension process, clearing the karma, you know, reaching our soul's potential. And so, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about maybe what as an individual we can do to help continue on our own individual ascension path um, so we can continue to move forward and continue to ascend. Well, meditation, spiritual practice, um, having some kind of clearing process that keeps you clear of interference because we can do a meditation and a practice. We must make sure we're really aligned with the light. And the way I do it is this channel, which is, I see it goes through us all the way down to the core of Gaia's crystalline grid and all the way up through the sun to the central sun. And just ask this channel to be completely clear. I ask daily that I'm connected with my highest team, my team and spirit of the highest light, which includes my higher self, my oversoul, I am presence. Mm. Um, all guides, angels, specialist teams working with me. And I ask them really, can you keep me clear because I think for, for the, in this time, keeping clear is really essential. It's spiritual hygiene. Mm -hmm. So have the practice, have the meditation, but at the same time, make sure that you are um, spiritually, energetically clear and aligned with the highest versions of yourself. And um, sometimes we all need help. So I, I mean, I, I've got people I ask, can you just check me? Am I all right? I've got a clearing process that's like three pages long mm -hmm. that I go through every day just to ask can you please clear me um so i'm not the one doing it there's, there's teams in spirit uh, there's archangels that i work with and also i want to make sure i'm working with the highest versions of them mm. um there are there are channels that i've heard that are completely clear i i feel mm. um, and there are other channels i hear that go oh, i'm not sure about that material actually mm. so it's actually having really working with the intuition and to work with the intuition we have to as well as having this clear channel, we have to really be connected to the body and our feelings, you know, which is perhaps easier for women because women are trained to, you know, be more body, men are more centered in the mind, you know, I'm, I think, therefore I am, you know, all this kind of thing. Whereas women are like, you know, um, I kiss and hug you, therefore I am, you know, that's the kind of more of feminine type thing. So for men, it's slightly more challenging because women naturally have a, a little bit of a, a, a head start on terms of intuition. I mean, it's not true completely because there are a lot of men with a strong feminine essence that, that have a strong intuition, of course, and, and vice versa for women. Some women have a strong masculine essence. So working on an intuition means that we can be, you know, is this, am I clear? Am I not? Is this channel? Is this information clear? I have um, divination techniques. I love tarot. 
So I've got two decks, which I've used for 30 years. It gives me the most brilliant answers about things. I have, um, I have a pendulum. I, I used pendulum for about 25 years. And I'm always um, checking with charts around what percent am I clear? Or what percent am I being interfered with? You know, I have a, mm. let's see, I have this, these kind of charts here, which are, um, you can see that zero to 100%. How clear am I in connection to higher self? How clear am I? Um, or if there isn't any interference, where is it coming from? Mm. Uh, so what I found is interference comes from three directions, usually. Conditioning from this life, um, family conditioning, growing up, you know, you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you're stupid, you're too fat, you're too... All of that is an is a, is a interference. Uh, and that can certainly get triggered on the path. As we go on the path, all the ego stuff gets triggered. It has to be cleared. Mm. It could come from bloodlines, which is an unusual one. Not a lot of people talk about that, but bloodline energies can interfere with us. For example, imagine, imagine you're a great, great ancestor um, was a spiritual heretic and got burnt as a witch or something. In the bloodline is the energy of, oh, we better, we better be careful what we say. The moment someone steps out, there's a systemic energy that, that tries to, no, 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 keep safe, you know, don't do that. Or imagine another example would be, you had an ancestor who started his own business, it collapsed, his family became poor. Again, there'll be an energy of, don't take risks, stay safe. These are systemic energies, which are quite strong in the family lines, mm. both mother and father lines. And they need to be cleared as well, actually. And the other one is other lifetime energies. So if you were burnt as a witch, if you were killed by the Inquisition, and here you are doing a podcast of, you know, um, uh, these love podcasts, and some part of you will be triggered. Is it okay? Am I safe? You know, will the FBI knock on my door? I mean, th these could trigger as we become more and more public. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you may not have that, but these are things that can certainly be triggered uh, mm -hmm. around. So conditioning, bloodline energies, other lifetime energies are things which have to get cleared so staying clear for me is the most important thing. Having a spiritual practice, staying clear. And I would say to people, especially in this time, do some research, you know, look around. Don't just read the news or watch the TV. I go on all kinds of channels. I have your finger on the pulse. What's really going on, mm. you know, in terms of COVID? What are doctors really saying? Some doctors are, are coming out with very different opinions. Um, you know, I, I kind of look around. And when I was a director of that spiritual organization, uh, my partner at the time used to say, you love spiritual gossip. And I say, yes, I like to keep my ear to the ground. I want to know what's going on. I want to know if that teacher is having sex with their students. You know, if that's happening, I want to hear about it. And then we don't put them on anymore. And that did actually happen. Three or four times we found out some stuff like that. We said, we're not putting these people on anymore because mm. we had certain principles. But if I just went, no, everything's love and light. No, 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 no. <laughs> then of course we... And unfortunately, in the New Age community, we all want love. We all want love. We all want to affirm. But that's, at the same time, we may turn our backs on the dark or what's really going on. Um, I'll give you one example, although I can't name names, but um, one spiritual teacher who's very, very prominent out there now on YouTube. Um, and I've seen him out there with loads of views and uh, people commenting, oh, this guy's so great. He's so amazing. I know about this guy. Mm. And I've had two friends who've had dealings with him, one romantically <clears throat> and one financially. And this guy is actually working in the dark. I mean, what he's been up to is mm. terrible. <clears throat> but I can't come out and say Bob is of the dark. I mean, I can't do that. Mm. But one friend of mine interviewed him. It was somebody I knew interviewed him. 
and got 20,000 views. And I, I, I just had a conversation, said, look, this person is not who you think he is. I don't want to badmouth anyone, but I just know. And she was saying, oh, well, I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to be, you know, and I had to say, no, no, let me tell you what was going on with this person. Mm. She still wouldn't have it. She was still like, no, no. And I'm going, okay, well, I've told you, leave the video up, it's fine. You know, I, I mean, it, it's a difficult area because we don't want to be judgmental. But if we know someone is uh, what I call false light, which means they look and sound amazing, but actually what they're doing behind the scenes is not congruent with what they're saying. Mm. That is things to be tricked, to be watchful of. There are a lot of false light teachers and channels. The majority are brilliant, but there are some in there. Mm. And it's, you know, if you ever read The Lord of the Rings, all that glitters is not gold. Brilliant mm. saying by Tolkien. We have to be careful in the in the in this area. Not all, not all the not all the teachers and channels are completely aligned with the light. We just have to have a strong intuition. Do I feel this person's for me or not? You know. Mm. And of course, even false light <laughs> teachers can teach us a lot. So it's fine if you go. I've, I've trained with two false light teachers. They taught me a lot. About, eventually, it was don't go with any more of them because they're a bit hard going. You know? Right. It sounds like, too, maybe just as you're ascending, as you're clearing, um, you're getting more aware and conscious of who's coming into your field and being able to pick apart those people. Um, I'm also wondering, you mentioned just like some other ways to clear bloodlines and, you know, family ancestry. Um, and on your website, you talk about activating your DNA um, and accessing dormant DNA strands. Um, and so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and, and what that looks like and how we can use that to um, to really increase our potential. Because I know that there's there's a lot of talk too about a lot of that dormant DNA, like we have a lot of untapped DNA that we aren't even tapping into that we could potentially um, really use to our benefit. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think what, well, what ties in, I suppose, is when we do the clearing, when we do spiritual hygiene, naturally we're releasing the blocks which would inhibit awakening and inhibit. Uh, so spiritual awakening, DNA activation, chakra activation, uh, multidimensional gifts, they're all all of a connected nature mm -hmm. so as we release all the stuff in our way we release the conditioning we release you know interference naturally we create a space where stuff can open and happen mm -hmm. um but when when we start doing spiritual practice and there are some spiritual practices which are dedicated to uh, dna activation there are meditations dedicated to it um dna activation and chakra activation you know mostly people talk about seven chakras mm. on my channel i talk about 12 and those 12 chakras are linked to different dimensions they're linked to 12 stranded dna and some people talk about more than 12 strands which is fine you know i mean some people bandy all kinds of numbers 144 strands of dna i mean it, it, i think it gets a bit more one-upmanship who's got the most strands of dna than <laughs> how many strands have you got i mean somebody asked me that once and i'm like i don't know i'm not checked but um <laughs> so as our our as we start bringing more light into our nervous system as we start bringing more light into a chakra system chakras start to evolve from cones you know these models of cones front and back you've seen these models to spheres hmm. And the chakra colors start to shift and change from the traditional system to other colors. The, the chakra itself has more interconnectedness between different dimensions that have more layers, more. I see each chakra having 12 layers, levels and dimensions that interconnect with everything else. So 
as we open up these 12 chakras in, in, in our body and outside of our body, 12 main chakras and a, many, a number of minor ones which are coming online. So, um, for example, the minor ones coming online are, there's the higher heart coming online, this one between the heart and the throat coming online, which is really unconditional love because the heart is social love. Mm. Hey, here's my group, here's my friends, here's my tribe. But this one is more the Christ one of, of, um, of higher love. I just love people for the sake of energy, for, for the sake of it, because this is what I'm here to do. I just love the energy of love is, is a service. There's one at the back of the uh, skull, base of skull called the well of dreams. This is around manifestation. It's a, it's a minor one coming online and linking in with the, all the chakra system. There's mm. another one at the back of the head called the fourth eye, whereas you've got the kind of um, third eye, but there's one more here coming the fourth eye. And then they've got these chakras above opening up online. And as these open up, you have stronger access to the Akashic records, to uh, teams in spirit, to archangels, to your multidimensional nature, uh, this universe, other universes, it all kind of starts opening up. It opens up at the pace that you can handle, you know. And then there's chakras beneath the feet, which connect us to the bloodlines, to the earth, the crystalline grid of the earth. So we have this whole energy field, which opens mm. up. And um, as our field opens up, as our chakras come online, as the DNA starts to awaken, anything in the way, any interference also comes up to be cleared. So I found the last 25 to 30 years, intense awakening, intense clearing. It's like light comes on, more shit comes up. The light comes on, more shit comes up. And I'm like, when is it going to stop? I hope I can say shit. I hope it's all right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you already, you already um, did, so. I, I know. I, I ask for forgiveness. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm finding still, you know, it's layers of an onion. Oh, and more layers open, more gifts come online, you know. Yes. So four, four years ago, I started doing transmissions. I never knew I could do transmissions. I thought, well. When it first came, I'm like, what's this? Who's trying to connect with me? What is this stuff? Mm. It took me four or five days to translate it. What is this? Now it's done quickly. I can do it really quickly. because I, mm. I trust the process. I know the process. You know, um, public speaking, writing books, coaching, running, running seminars, um, all of this stuff, running retreats, stuff that 30 years ago, I would have got someone said to me, you'd be doing that. I'd be going... Mm -hmm. yeah right okay <laughs> and by the way what's the internet and the youtube i've got no i wouldn't have heard of it 30 years ago it's all coming <laughs> online now isn't it? Mm. so um it all comes in line and tap gifts come online dna awakens as our dna awakens our gifts come online the chakras awaken it's a, a kind of virtuous cycle between energy uh dna uh chakra system neural pathways brain the brain starts uh, we use what 10 percent of the brain Mm -hmm. more and more of that brain will be used as we come online you know the junk dna will reassemble into it's not junk it's okay. uh it's just kind of been actually junk dna has been deliberately scrambled by for various reasons um, mm -hmm. it's part of the genetic experiment of humanity it's also part of the experiment of let's experience what separation is let's experience having less than our full potential mm -hmm. and now the game's changing so that junk dna is reassembling and forming, and it forms initially in the etheric realm. So, uh, you know, if, if you as a scientist looking at actual physical DNA, you might not see more than three strands at the moment, but you're getting etheric, it's in the etheric system these strands form. Eventually you will have people born with physical DNA more strands, mm. you know, and then their gifts, you know, the kind of gifts you're talking about further down the line would be like, um, 
um, like people can do now, shifting objects with their mind, you know, teleporting, um, uh, just tuning in to your, your friend the other side of the world going, yeah, you're okay. And all this stuff, and some of it's already coming online. Teleporting, I haven't quite got the hang of that one yet, but uh, I'm sure that will come in, in time. Uh, mm -hmm. Manifestation increases. It's instant, you know, very quickly now. Uh, mm -hmm. The higher your vibration, you don't have to do endless mantras, chanting, vision boards, rituals, focusing for hours on what you want. You know, it becomes more instant, really. Mm. And it's all it becomes a question of vibration, not, you know, not, the, you know, the secret. You remember the video, the secret, mm -hmm. <laughs> not all that hard work. It becomes mm -hmm. just like, wouldn't it be nice to do X, you know, and then somehow it happens, you know, it's more like that for me now. Wouldn't it be nice to... Mm -hmm. Um, for example, I was, um, I've always wanted, I've wanted to develop an app for a little while, a free app. And I started to develop it. I met some guy and he started to develop it. Then he had a Kundalini awakening spiritual meltdown and the project stopped. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not ready for this yet. Maybe the world's not ready for it yet or something. And now I've been connecting with two other people that's going, I work in Silicon Valley. I can help you. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe mm. the project will start kicking off again. You know, I, I'm, I've already developed a social media site, which has taken a lot of my energy, which is great. I love that several thousand star seeds are on this alternative Facebook I've created mm. on my website. So really, maybe I can't do two things at once. Maybe it's a question of timing. I have to wait for the right time, you know, uh, but it'll come when it's ready, I suppose. Mm. So I don't know if that answers you. The clearing, all of that stuff is in alignment with awakening and multi-dimensional gifts come online for example you know I, when i was in i saw a healer in the, in 1998 and this healer said to me you are you have been a high priestess in atlantis the high priest in egypt blah 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 all these other lifetimes and i listened to that thinking if that's true then all i've got to do is remember it mm. i don't have to relearn anything and i think for starseeds a lot of training that they do is actually more about remembering stuff they already know Mm. rather than learning completely new stuff you know so i think when you do when you come into that thing it's almost feels like oh i've done this before this feels right and natural and so and yeah. so kind of going in line with that um i'm wondering because i know you, you mentioned on your website about doing just some work with people about helping them activating their soul plan i'm wondering how you work with people and, and what that means and how you help help someone activate that um their soul plan and how we can really potentiate our highest self and the purpose that we're here for yeah it's called it's a key thing for all star seeds is what am i here for mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of questions i get is i don't know why i'm here i know i'm here for something i don't know what it is um well there are clues to uh there are clues to that for one um Everything that you've dreamed about or dream, have dreamed about when you were younger, as a teenager, as a young adult, has clues in it. You know, when I was younger, I dreamed about space travel. I dreamed about uh, meeting other races, star races, you know, alien races. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love the old Star Trek idea of some federation. I thought, what's that called, federation? Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I was also very much drawn to the dark side because I think part of what I've been doing is about neutralizing the dark which is why I was very drawn in my early years to dark stuff. You know, I used to watch vampire films. Mm. I don't know why, but yeah, but, but now I do, but now I do know why. But I was fascinated with the dark side. And um, 
about really neutralizing. How do you neutralize the dark? Um, what's meaningful? What do you feel passionate about? These are all clues to where you're going. What do you value? So when I, these are all kind of standard conversations. They're not particularly spiritual conversations. So when I was um, working in, in, in the corporate world, I had no idea what values was. And then when I was in my late, was it mid thirties, I saw, a, I heard a spiritual channel talking about values. What do you value? And I was like, what, what, what is that? And I, I started researching. I did a process on it. I found I valued freedom, spirituality, creativity, ongoing learning and community. Those are my five top values. So it's important to know what do we really value? Absolutely. And when I looked at my work in the corporate world, was there any freedom in that? Zero. Any spirituality in that? Zero. Nobody would talk about it. Any learning? Very little. Only in a very narrow band. Uh, any creativity? Zero. <clears throat> any community? Well, if I like hanging out with bankers, having a drink, which I don't. Mm -hmm. So zero, 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 zero. When I became a director of alternatives, it all ticked every single box. And I felt a fire in me. And I realized it's because I'm doing everything I'm passionate about. Everything I value is kind of ticked. So what we, what we value, what we're passionate about, what we dream of doing, what we're drawn to. Um, um, what, the other one, which is interesting, is where we're challenged. What mm. challenges us? Mm -hmm. Because where we're challenged is often a clue to where we're going. Mm. So, for example, if you're challenged by relationships and love, then, you know, uh, let's say betrayal or abandonment or rejection. The other side of that might be some positive gifts of love that you come to open and expand. You know, So if you feel abandoned and rejected, which I had some of that in my early years, community, connection, finding my tribe. Yay, I find the tribe. I'm, I'm on fire. Yay, I love you guys. <laughs> You're the right tribe for me. Mm. Um, when I was younger, I didn't have a voice. I felt I have no voice. You know, my father said, just get a job. I was a cog in a machine. Nobody wanted to hear my value, my, my opinions. They all thought my opinions were weird anyway. Mm. You know, I remember working in the bank saying, what's the efficacy about lending all this money to third world countries that can't afford it? And I was told to shut up because uh, just think about the bonus and why are you worrying about it? Mm. And so, you know, I couldn't, I had no voice. <clears throat> now, can't shut me up as you can hear you know, <laughs> YouTube blah, 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 because <laughs> the challenge was so strong that it, it mm. kind of motivated me right yes. no one's going to stop me speaking now. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to get out there I don't yeah. care even my children think I'm weird you know they're <laughs> like dad what are you up to now uh, and I say I'm up to no good and I make them laugh about <laughs> it but, you know they, they know it's a dad what are you took my daughter phoned me up uh three or four weeks ago that she works in the school, the caretaker in her school started doing my meditations. So my, and her best friend is his wife. So they've been chatting. So she phones me up and said, dad, what's an awakening? Now it's very hard to explain to my daughter what an awakening is. Uh -huh. Dad, what's an 11-11 gateway? Almost impossible to explain it to her. Like, what can I say to her? I did eventually send the, um, the Wayne Dyer film, The Shift, which is a very grounded way of talking about an awakening. I thought, well, then probably understand that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So where was I? What was I talking about? I've lost my track now. Oh, you can't, yes, you can't stop me. Challenges. Um, if you're challenged in any area, it's it points to the gift. So whatever the major challenge is points to the gift. So I've been, in my life, uh, I've been challenged by psychic attack a lot. Mm. Had a lot of different psychic attack. The gift is, it's kind of like Harry Potter, the, the you know, the dark arts training. I had a dark mm. arts training in psychic attack i've had it 
every which way you can think of it. And I'm like, that's unique. I haven't had that one before. Mm. And, you know, that it can come in different ways. And what causes it? What in me do I need to heal to stop it? Uh, and all of that. So that's been a whole thing. So where we're challenged is our gifts. It points to our gifts. It's, mm. it, it's, the, it's the venom that comes to awaken something new in us. It's, you know, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. It's, um, it's Gandalf falling off the bridge of Khazad Doom and uh, falling into darkness and being reborn as the white wizard. He falls into darkness to be reborn. So our challenges are often there to wake us up. The dark wakes us up. Yeah. You know, now as much as the light, the dark are waking a lot of people up. So does that answer anything about? Absolutely. Yeah. And that, it just sounds like being aware of what your strengths are, where your challenges are. I would, you know, in my own journey, I've, I've seen that as well. I mean, I'm a therapist by trade. Um, so I'm, I'm used to listening to people. Right. And yeah. so I'm helping healing and everything. And, and most recently I've been um, really called to do this work with the podcast, even though this is way out of my comfort zone. I haven't, you know, been <laughs> out here, you know, and, and so, but it's fun and it, I'm finding the energy behind it. And ever since we've put this podcast together, my, it, everything's just flowed really beautifully. Like this is a mission, like we're supposed to be here. This is all coming together. And, um, so it's been really beautiful to see and, and just waking up that side of my own um, potential. So I can definitely yeah. do that. Well, yeah. I think uh, another statement that might help some people listening to this is a magical statement in the witchcraft world. They say, where there's fear, there's power. Mm. And we're encouraged to face our fears. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I fear of public speaking. I had a fear of spiders, big fear of spiders mm. that I had to face. I faced it in all kinds of ways. And and I found it really helpful for the shamanic world because, you know, I've met spider beings in the shamanic world, which uh, become helpful beings. You know? mm -hmm. uh, of course, there are spider beings which are not helpful as well, but you have to learn the difference. So facing our fears is important. Uh, every fear we have is a sign. Go there. Mm -hmm. Face it and neutralize it. Go and face mm -hmm. it. It's stepping out of the comfort zone, stepping beyond the familiarity zone. Yes. When we step beyond, we find that's where our gifts activate, not in the zone. Right. You know, a lot of people say, well, I am changing my life where well, they're not really changing their life. They're changing the furniture, changing the position of the boat in the harbor to get a nicer sunlight. They're not going out to sea. They need to go out to sea. They need yeah. to change the location, not just move the things around, you know, get a new boyfriend, get a new job. And nothing's basically changed. That yeah. is not that is not the familiar going out the familiarity zone that right. is facing your fear and moving through it. Mm -hmm. And that, the journey will do that. You can't avoid it. You cannot avoid it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm wondering um, if you would um, take some time and, and lead us through one of your meditations. I know you've you've oh, got wow. quite a um, selection online and they're just so beautiful. And, and so I'm wondering if you could lead our listeners through through one of them. Yeah, well, I had a quick think today when I when I was thinking, oh, what do I do? And I, it kind of came to me. So um, what I'm going to ask you guys to do and also maybe your listeners to do is to think of one intention that uh, is important. One intention around where you want to move to, maybe through a challenge to something else, maybe beyond that fear to something else, something bigger, something where there's more possibility. Uh, where you're being called to go towards. So 
if you guys close, everyone close your eyes and I'm just gonna put some music on here. And breathe and open, breathe and open, soften and relax. Breathe open, soften and relax. And with your breath, invoking light from the universe around you. Light. Into every cell of the body. And on the out breath, releasing everything of the lower nature, back to the universe, back to the light, allowing more of your own natural soul's light in the body. And following that cycle of breath, on the in-breath, light into the body, into the cells, the bones, the blood, the organs, the systems of the body. And on the out-breath, the release of lower energies of interference, of other people's energy, out, back to the universe, back to the light. And let's call your team in spirit of the highest light and resonance, your higher self, your monadic self, which is your oversoul, the I am presence, or helpers, or guides, or angels, or archangels, or star beings, star races, or Elohim, or Seraphim, all specialist teams working with you, ascension teams, healing teams, light body teams. Come be with you now, come be with you now. And feel the shift as you feel the connection of your team in spirit and all beings in the spirit worlds there to help you, there to support you. And let's call the Archangels of the Horizontal Plane. In the East, Raphael, Archangel of Air, Healer Magician. The symbol of Caduceus, a crystal wand, two golden serpents entwined, and where they meet near the top, two golden wings. As you focus on the symbol, calling the energy of this angel, which is emerald green fire. To hold the space, to hold the space. And breathe and open. To the south is Michael, Archangel of the Element of Fire, Warrior Protector Angel. The symbol of this angel is a flaming sword of light and the energy is electric blue fire. As you focus on the sword, inviting that angel and that energy into the space to hold the space, to hold the space. And breathe and open, two angels, two energies and open. To the west is Gabriel, Archangel of Water, messenger angel. Angel of the dream time. The symbol is a silver chalice. The energy electric blue, the energy diamond white fire. Sorry, the energy diamond white fire. 
Invite that fire like a waterfall of light, washing away all shadows, washing away all shadows. Three angels, three energies and open. The fourth angel is Uriel, Archangel of the North. Symbol is a golden pentacle, a five pointed star in a circle of light. The energy ruby red fire, as you focus on the symbol, call that light into the space to hold the space, to hold the space. Four angels, four energies and open. The circle is completed on the horizontal plane. Holding the space for you, four angels, holding the space. Let's call the vertical force angels. Metatron and Sandalphon. First with Metatron from the great central sun and all archangels from the great central sun bringing down that Christ grid, a golden white fiery grid down into the room, the space. Allow light to run through the walls, to run through the ceiling of the room, to run through the floor of the room, the door, the windows, closing the space up. Invite that light all the way down to your body, down to the heart. Open the heart, allow light from the heart upwards to align with the great central sun, all chakras from the heart upwards to align with the great central sun. And open and breathe. And it's called Sandalphon, from the crystalline grid of the earth, the diamond white crystalline grid of the earth. To bring up that light into the room, the space, up to the feet, anchoring you into the crystalline grid of the earth. Invite that light up to the heart and anchor into the heart. Allow all chakras from the heart down align with the crystalline grid of the earth and open. Feel yourself grounded deep into that grid, deep into the grid, from the heart down. Open the inner channel between heaven and earth, heaven and earth, allowing light to flow into your nervous system, expanding your ability to hold light. allowing light to flow into your chakra system, expanding your ability to hold light in the chakra system. Allow light to flow into the hormonal system, expanding your ability of the hormonal system to hold light. And bring to mind your intention, the intention, what you want to move towards a direction, a challenge you want to move through, your intention, bring to mind the intention and surrender that intention to this grid of angels, six angels, six angels, surrender the intention. And one of those angels is going to offer you something. 
whether on the horizontal plane, in the east, Raphael of air, in the south, Michael of fire, in the west, Gabriel of water, or in the north, Uriel of earth. Or it could be the vertical force, Metatron from the great central sun, or Sandophon from the crystalline grid of the earth. One angel will step forward, one energy will step forward, and you'll feel it. You'll feel drawn to one direction, one direction. And almost like a doorway that you can step through into that direction, a doorway or threshold. And perhaps on the other side of the doorway, a landscape or an energy field, find yourself facing one angel, the, the energy of one angel, perhaps as a landscape or a grid of light. And let me ask the angel now to give you a symbol, a symbol of light representing your the highest potential of this intention, the activation, the realization of this intention. A symbol could be anything, a crystal, a key, a flower, a scroll, a geometric shape, a sacred object such as an ink. Ask the angel now for a symbol representing the highest realization of this desire, this intention. Trust your first impressions. Trust your first impressions that come into your energy field, into your mental body as a symbol. You may see it or feel it or know it somehow. If the symbol feels right to you, take the symbol. Take the symbol, noticing the energy of that symbol, the color of it, the feeling of it. Take that symbol and bring it into your body somewhere, perhaps the heart or some other chakra. Allow that symbol to be absorbed in all 12 layers, levels, dimensions of that chakra. Imagine replicating the symbol and putting it into every cell of your body so that every cell of your body begins to radiate this symbol, this light, this potential, this possibility for your reality this high, highest desired outcome. Take the symbol. Maybe the angel has a message for you that's transmitted through light language or words or images, open for a message, a transmission of light. See what wants to come, hear what wants to come, feel what wants to come. step back through the doorway, away from the angel. Thank you, angel. Feeling a final transmission of light from the six archangels holding you in love, holding you in love. 
and thanking all archangels of the horizontal plane, Uriel, Gabriel, Michael, Raphael. Thanking the vertical force, Metatron and Sandalphon. Thanking your team and spirit of the highest light and resonance. And breathe, take a breath in your body. Feel the energy of the symbol radiating through your field. Whatever that symbol means, maybe in time, the, what it means will become more evident. We don't need to know now exactly what it means. Take a breath, coming back, wiggling fingers and toes, fingers and toes. There we are. Well, that was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, I always like to uh, kind of share what I've what I've seen whenever we have our guests, you know, do meditations or exercises, and um, I feel compared compelled to share this. So. Um, my angel, one of my guardian angels is Michael. And he yeah. actually, he visited me in a dream to let me know that it was him, you know? Um, so anytime I've done, you know, your meditations where, you know, we, we invite, you know, all the archangels or, or other meditations where we invite archangels or guides, Michael always comes to me the most prominent. And of course, this happened this time, you know, my, my South is to the left. And as soon as you mentioned, you know, the, the angel that is supposed to bring, give you a message, my arm, my left arm went really heavy and almost like numb. So it was almost like a, you know, nudge, nudge, you know, like, Hey, right. I'm, I'm the one. Um, okay. But the, the symbol that he offered me and was actually really interesting because it's already something that I had. So, um, one of our previous guests, his name is Dig. He's uh, he does wood burnings, and he's just amazing at it. And he did this wood burning for me. If you could see it, it's oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's of a thunderbird, and yeah. that was the symbol that Michael gave me too. Was the thunderbird, and um, you know, for for in my life, you know, my life was was kind of like yours and others to where we were kind of put in this box. And, and, you know, for one reason or another, we weren't allowed to, you know, sp spread our wings, we weren't allowed to fly. And I think the reason why the Thunderbird resonates with me so much is that that's what, you know, when I, when I, I feel like, you know, bursting through my, my fears or, or, you know, the darkness, that's what I feel like, like I'm going to fly through it you know, kind of like, just like the Phoenix rising from the ashes, just busting through that wall. So um, I, just, I really just felt compared to share that, but uh, I love your meditations. Oh, <laughs> Every yeah, single one you. of them. Thank you so much. Oh, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, glad to be of service. Yeah. And I mean, that meditation was really powerful. Um, the symbol I was given was the sun. And oh. then all of a sudden, um, and I, I couldn't remember what was the angel of fire. Which one was that? Michael. 
Was that Michael? Okay, so there's also Mike... Metatron from the Great Central Sun. Okay, so I felt I couldn't tell which angel it was, but I could see the fire symbol at first, and then all of a sudden I saw the sun, and and when I embodied that, I had already like the sun had like embodied me, and it just like came into every part of my being. It just felt like I am here to like shine that light, mm. and so that was a really powerful. Oh, may powerful. you keep shining. <laughs> well thank you <laughs> brilliant well thank you guys so much for having me uh absolutely. time flies you know, yeah you know, it's like five minutes i've been chatting yeah. <laughs> absolutely so uh steve why don't you tell our listeners um where they can find you and what you're currently working on okay so <clears throat> they can find me on my website thesoulmatrix.com uh, and on that website, there's also a social media site, which has got several thousand star seeds on it. And you'll find it in there. You just go register. You'll see it there. You'll find me on YouTube under Steve Nobel. There's, as I say, nearly 120,000 people following me there. Uh, and there's loads, probably a few hundred different. I'm trying to cover every angle. If there's an issue that comes up, I try and get something that covers it, you know, whether it's um, love or relationships or closing negative portals or whatever it is. I'm trying to have a whole resource library that would eventually cover everything. I mean, I'm nowhere near that yet. You can find me on Instagram on Steve Nobel 101. You can find me on Twitter under The Soul Matrix. So I'm out there as a social media tart. You can't miss me really. Beautiful. And we will uh, put your links in the show notes as well. So people can find you easily. So okay, well, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your experience with us. And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you like this show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you would like to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And if you feel called, we would love a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. And until next time, love yourself, love each other, and love the world. We love you guys. Bye. Love you guys. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.